everybody. It's Dave and Jeff. It is Sunday night, September 19th, 2021. It's officially, Dave, the day that Jace Tingler was fired. What are you talking about? Uh, all you got to do is read Kevin Acey's column that will come out probably in the paper tomorrow, but online tonight. And when you have people within the organization that talk about a manager that has lost a team, you're fired. And, yes. and they let AC do it. And and he's, for all intent and purposes, fired. They, they absolutely buried Tingler with the information given to Kevin AC tonight about how he's lost the team, how nobody respects him, nobody listens to him, the whole thing. But I, I have two questions, Dave. Yeah. A, that's fine. Tingler should be fired. The entire staff should be fired. But I, I have two questions. I'll start first with the staff. Okay. Where is Skip Schumacher? Where is this guy? All they hear about is Wayne Kirby and Bobby Dickinson. Dickerson. Or Dickerson, excuse me. Doesn't matter. He's fucking out too. And uh, But remember, Dave, when, when Skip Schumacher got promoted... Yeah. Rod Barajas, for all intent and purposes, got demoted. Yes, he's in the bullpen. And we were told Skip Schumacher was coming in and everything that he added, that fucking guy is invisible. Where is he? That's my first question. And the second question is, how many mistakes does A.J. Preller need to make before he's out? Because the one thing you get in that Kevin AC column that's out today, yeah, and really what's written by Ken Rosenthal, I mean, they did a full hatchet job on him. They're like, anybody who's going to read about the Padres, let us make it clear that this is all Jace Tingler's fault. At what point does this organization and ownership go, hey, Preller's the problem? Dude, that's been the issue all along. Let's see where the bleeding starts. The bleeding AJ starts Preller. with Preller. It is. It's all him. He, he touches everything that we're talking about. Traded Trey Turner. I mean, if you really want to go back to the start. Yeah. Traded Trey Turner. Hired the player development staff that cannot develop players. Anybody. Has, yeah, <laughs> extended Will Myers. Yep. Signed Eric Hosmer. Made the deals right now that you look at, whether it's Frazier or Hudson. Lack of pitching, so you have to do another goddamn bullpen game today because Jake Arrieta lasts one out. One out. And... And you look at it and you go, it all comes back. Tingler and Andy Green and everything else, it all comes back to Preller. And that is the problem. So I saw some. Okay, so does Sadler have the balls to fire Preller? Does, we, we talked about this a little bit last week about how basically the entire organization is poisoned right now. Sadler owns the team. Everybody likes Sadler. I don't yeah. know anyone who trashes Sadler. I don't no. know anyone who rips Grebner. No. Okay, but from look, now you got to make a decision. This mm-hmm. is a tough decision. You own the team. What does it take to make the team better? And why is my team that was picked by so many people, not only to win the division, but to make a run for the World Series? Yep. Now are they completely embarrassed and, and on the verge of having a losing record? They were and, 17 games over 500. They get ready to come home and face the Giants in their three games over 500. Yeah. And they are spiraling even further out of control with the idea today that Snell and Paddock may not pitch again this year. No. <laughs> May not pitch again. I saw that the same thing over the weekend. Unbelievable. Right now, in their own division, they're 20 and a half games out. This is a division that people dang. thought they were going to win. Yeah. And a lot of, not just like guys who are Padre guys, these are guys like um, on Baseball Network. All over the place, people were saying Padres were going to well, win this thing. Your everyday 8.5, and I'll call it everyday 8.5, because Caratini slash Nola were your catchers. 
And and I get Nola was out, but Dave, for the most part, your everyday eight, if you want to put Caratini in there, Caratini, Hosmer, Cronenworth, Tatis has missed extended periods of time. We get it, yes. but not crazy. Machado's been there. Fam has been there. Grisham has been there, and Myers has been there. Your team that Preller built has been there in your 20 and a half games out in this division. You can't say anything. Look, every team deals with injuries. So you can't use that line. Injuries isn't one of those things that you can say, this is what's affected the team. It's the decision-making and the personnel that has affected this team. So, look, as you said, the coaching staff has to go. Then yep. everybody. Skip Schumacher, bye. I don't gone. care how nice of a guy or your friends with, with, with Steve Woods. None of that shit matters. You're gone. Okay, Jace, you got to be gone. Nobody can go yeah, to they spring fired training him tonight. What they did tonight, and let me tell you this: nobody can go to spring training with these guys. Is what I'm saying. If you because you can't get rid of everybody. As much as you'd like to say Hosmer, get the fuck out, and you get out, you get out, you get out. Tatis, you get yeah. to stay. Cronenworth, you get to stay. Whatever. You can't go to spring training and look at Jace and go, dude, the wound's still wide open, and you're the one that caused it. Dave, Jace is out, and and this is the thing. If if as a Padre fan. You are not incredibly embarrassed by an organization that you cheer for, for what they did to Tingler tonight, then then you're not a fan. Or you just don't fucking get it. They put a complete, they fucking make Tingler walk the plank so as he's flying home tonight, he has to go in and read that shit about how he doesn't have any courage or any respect from any guys in that clubhouse Hey, Jace Tingler is not the guy who's... And I'm not defending Tingler. I'm 100% with Tingler should be out. What I don't like is the way they fucking handle it. Okay. Tingler is not the guy, Dave, that goes and signs Jake Arrieta. Tingler is not the guy who says, hey, we'll have Vince Velasquez pitching (laughs) in a goddamn game or make Craig Stamen throw 97 goddamn innings in a month. That all falls on Preller. Player development did not have Mackenzie Gore ready to go. Yep. And that's Preller's guys that hired it. At some point, Tingler can only play the cards that he has in his hand. But boy, oh boy, you do that to a guy tonight. That's the most gutless move by an organization that for its entire life has put lipstick on a pig and tried to surprise people. It's what Tony Gwynn used to say. Hey, we're the pods. Exactly. You're the pods. That's what they did tonight. Read that column. There's no mention at all of all the mistakes A.J. Preller made, which makes me look at and go, Preller's the fucking source. I don't have any proof of it. But when you look at that thing and you read that A.C. column, see if one finger is pointed at A.J. Preller for his role in the destruction of this team, not one. You know, that tells me that guy's got his fingerprints all over this story. And A.C. can say, no, 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 fine. Who is it? Yes. Who else knows that much about that team that would say that much about that manager and not be the fucking GM? Could it be Larry Rothschild? Huh? Could it be Larry Rothschild? Oh, I bet it is. I stand corrected. (laughs) They are gutless. They are, and I'm talking about the front office. Gutless, heartless, and, and really, really frustrating. And you're right, Dave. Eric's great. Who gives a fuck? Nobody what cares. What does Eric do at the end of the fucking day? You and I like him. He gets advertising for the stadium. Right. He's, a, he's great at his job. But again, he's not a guy that affects wins and losses. Right. That's fine. Nice guy. Very photogenic. Good. Kim Murat. Pete Seidler. When's the last time you ever gave someone a compliment, Sid? 
I like you because you're very photogenic. Well, I do. I like him a lot. I got, he's a Minnesota guy. I like him a lot. He very has nothing. To, what says that shit? Well, every time you see him, he's in a fucking picture with somebody else. <laughs> you didn't see <laughs> Chubb Feeney doing that. No, that's true. Dick Freeman, <laughs> that little fucking nerd. You're like, who is that guy? That Don Knotts nuts. <laughs> very photogenic. <laughs> right. But, and Pete Seidler's great. Pete Seidler's great. Okay, so let me ask you, as a guy who's a fan of Pete, again, everybody is. I don't know anyone who isn't, okay? Yeah. You know what somebody it, needs to tell Pete tonight? Hey, Pete, you're a hedge fund guy. AJ's blockbuster video. Get the fuck out and cut yeah. your losses. No matter what it costs you, get the fuck out. Okay, so if he doesn't, okay? If he does not make a change. Then nothing changes. Okay, so how do you feel as a fan? Like, where do you go right there as, as a fan? To oh, say, well, we got Clevenger coming back. Fuck, when? Yeah, I don't want to hear. Is he pitching all five games? Yeah. I mean, come on. He's, he's one guy in the rotation. Enough of that. You, look, there's so many issues. I understand being a fan of the team and wanting to believe everything they do is great. Things aren't great. Things no. aren't what you hoped. I mean, to the point where you were so excited, and now here we are at the end of the year, and you're going, in my mind, this is probably the worst season I've ever yeah. experienced as a Padre fan. You have to do two things. Now, I've said Theo a lot, but I've been paying very, very close yeah. attention to what the Mets are doing. Yeah. To what Steve Cohen's doing with the Mets, because the Mets are in a very similar situation when it comes to baseball ops, although in respect to A.J., the Mets have had to get rid of people for off-the-field issues. A.J. hasn't had anything like that. But A.J.'s on-the-field decisions have been awful. What the Mets are looking to do is open their checkbook and sign a check for as much as it's going to take Theo to come. Yeah. I like that idea, but I like the other idea that Joel Sherman floated in the post, and that is go get the guy from the Rays and make him your president of baseball ops and give him $6 million a year because they think it's going to cost you 10 to get Theo. Yeah. Go give the guy for the Rays 6 or 7 or 8 whatever they're not paying in Tampa, and give him the guy. And that's what I look at and go, for San Diego, that's the first move. Now, here's the other But you heard the, who the manager is for the Mets, right? Uh, I've it's heard Boach. It. Well, I, I don't know that's that Boach. The, talk, the rumor is that, and I think Bob Nightingale said it, believe, and, and I'm, I apologize if I'm wrong on Bob because I keep hearing it over again. Scott Miller said it all week long too, that Boach has turned down the Padres three times to be their manager. Uh, I don't know about that. he's waiting for the Mets job. I, I, see, Dave, I don't see that at all. I, I don't see that. And AC wrote it tonight, like Boach is the guy. Like Boach would be the guy to come here. To but, San Diego? But then writes the caveat that, oh, I don't know if Preller could, who gives a fuck what Preller wants? See, that's the problem. That's the problem. I, man, I don't know if Boach goes to the Mets. That's, that, that was the talk by two national guys in the last week. See that, that it's it's Epstein and Boach going as a as a group mm. to the Mets. If Theo's going, I could see that. Theo's going, I I could see that. But but at this stage, I mean, let me ask you, how appetizing is this job? I mean, we, you talked about it last week. Where's the window on this franchise right now? Well, you'd have to have the right guy in baseball operations, and then it becomes very appealing. Yeah, I mean, For right Boach, now. Right now, you can say whatever you want about your hot lava talent and everything. No one else believes no. that. Nobody believes that right now. No, I mean, you got a few guys that are there. Yeah. 
Okay. A few, but it's not, you don't have this endless supply. No. And I think we're to the point now is as people who followed the Padres and saw that they made a postseason run last year and expected it this year, we know prospects are called prospects for sure. a reason. And every winning franchise understands sure. that. I like what you said about the Rays. I mean, if the Mets were going to sit there and open up the checkbook for the Rays guy to go to yeah. the Mets, why don't you do the same thing here in, in San Diego? I mean, the go Dodgers did it for Andrew Friedman. He's by far the most valuable person in that organization. Go get that guy and go get Boach. How crazy would that be? Yeah. And, and look, you can watch a Rays game or highlights of the Rays, which I, I do almost every night when I'm watching the highlights of every team. There is still nobody at those fucking games. Nobody no. goes to, to Rays games. And the Rays have really been a, a, a fantastic, su successful organization. And people don't go to the games to support them. But right yeah. now, Preller does not deserve to keep his job. No. This is, remember, anyone who pays attention, he didn't just get hired. He's had this job since 2014. Uh, let's see. The Rays front office. Well, we can't hire this guy. Shit. You can't handle it. That's not his name. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. He's the vice president of employee and community development. The guy's name is Bill Wiener Jr. I knew oh, you couldn't Jesus. handle that. So yeah, Bill Wiener's bad, but Junior's worse. Yeah. Yeah. His dad was like, hey, fuck it. You're going down with me. Uh, let's see. This is the guy. Eric Neander. Okay. But, well, hang on. He was just promoted to president of baseball operations, entered the season as senior vice president, GM, his yes, fifth year. that's him. That's, that's him. a guy. That's okay, him. that's a guy I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, either that guy or, yeah, that's the guy. He took over for Friedman. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the guy you want. That Honestly, why wouldn't you? Look, one thing, look, you and I both like like Theo a lot, but the Cubs weren't prepared for the long haul either. You know, Theo ended up having the last few years were down years in Chicago. The Rays have continued to keep moving and moving and moving. So with nothing, he, with no money. And I wonder, Neander just got promoted to president of baseball yeah. ops on the 8th. Got it. So coming up on just about, uh, shit, what is that? Two weeks ago, coming up on got Wednesday. It. Yeah, 10 days ago. Just got it because that's the raise in an effort to say, oh, that's a lateral do, move. Do you know how old he is? He's a kid. Uh, let's see. Hang okay, on. as he said, lateral move. Okay, so if you sit there and go, the Mets want you, we'll just throw it out there, the Padres, okay? Yeah, he's the, the only thing that's not a lateral move would be to offer him a percentage of ownership. That's the only thing that would change. Yeah, you, he you'd, was, you'd have to offer him something that's not a lateral move. Well, or, or offer him a, a big fat raise. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you break contracts like that. Anyway, my thing is it's not working here. No. Not, our job's not to find the next guy. It's just not working here. The AJ getting a pass deal is ridiculous. I blame the fans. The fans are the ones that have kissed this guy's ass for years and hasn't done jack shit. Gotta go. If this guy worked on your team, how long would you keep him around? Yeah, he's still fucking worried about his jump shot, for Christ's sake. Get a comb. The fuck We're out sick of, of it. Yeah. Let me tell us how you fucking powered up against some guy at the fucking... <laughs> Army Navy Academy. Nobody gives a shit, asshole. Nobody cares what time you wake up and go to sleep either. Yeah. 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 Unless you're John Gruden of the 2 and 0 Raiders. <laughs> you know that we always talk about those commercials where the guy's sitting there talking to the, the people on the, the insurance commercials. Mm -hmm. And what are the what are those lines? There? Nobody cares what time you woke up this morning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude. So absolutely true. Uh... All right, let's see. Who else do we have here? I'm trying to see. 
Right now, I just want to change. Okay, I, I just want to change. I think it was it was glaring that you go into the season, you go not one of our everyday eight guys came from our organization. What the hell has happened here? Dude, what happened guy, to these guys? And we drafted in the top ten over and over again. Funny, senior vice president of baseball ops for the Dodgers of all people is Josh Burns. He's not coming back. No, here. he's not coming back here. But Jeff Kingston, I feel like interviewed for this job down here, and the other guy, uh, Billy Gasparino, is the other guy. I feel like, but dude, you gotta go. You gotta change the whole goddamn thing. It is. Uh, it, it is interesting when you look at the race, and what I mean is that that raised tree. Whereas we'll go Andrew Friedman, who's considered one of the best. And yeah, he has, he has an open checkbook. But Andrew Friedman is very good with the Rays, comes to the Dodgers, and now the guys that work underneath him now run the Braves, run the Giants, who are way ahead of schedule. Yep. And then you go, okay, what else do the Rays have? I mean, the Rays tree is pretty amazing when you yeah. see how, how they're doing things. And not every organization does it right. No, I mean, that's where I would go. Yeah. And I tell you, man, I'm not, obviously, I sit here with Jeff and, and I, I coach high school baseball, for Christ's sakes, and don't kids that are 18 years coach old. Don't become Coach Quintero. No, I'm not pulling a coach at all. All I'll say is I don't know how these organizations are, are, are run and how good different ones are, but I do talk to 30 of them that will trash the other ones and compliment the other ones. Do you understand? Yeah. And it's always the same stories. It's the same organizations that are always compliment, and it's the same ones that are always trash, and the one always at the bottom from every team I talk to, it's always the pots. Uh, manager, this is Kevin AC writing tonight in the Union Tribune. Manager Jay Stingler does not possess the sway to have quashed a situation that has been brewing for weeks. How much of that falls directly on Tingler, and how much is due to a distrust between players and the front office is debatable. And it really isn't important. Regardless, the Padres have some fixing to do. Uh, I, I think it is. I mean... The sentiment Tingler was not the leader they needed or wanted has been growing in some corners of the clubhouse for a while. With every loss, it seems more likely that Tingler will be out. Even some of those who just last week questioned whether general manager A.J. Preller would fire Tingler, his friend and the man he hired just two years ago, say the continued cratering of a team that so much was expected of demands change. Whether Tingler has been a solid in-game manager is not the issue, said people familiar with Preller's thinking. But the GM is on record several times during his tenure saying he believes the role of coaches and managers to get the most out of the players. Padres falling from 17 games above 500 and seemingly in command of a playoff spot on August 10th to 76 and 73 with three and a half games out of the National League's second wildcard spot may have forced Preller's hand in this regard. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, hang on. There was another thing. Padres were one game up in the wild card race when their series at Dodger Stadium began September 10th. But even then, some within inside the clubhouse were essentially lobbying for Tingler's dismissal no matter how the season ended. While they insisted they had not thrown in the towel, there were examples that seemed to support that contention as well as evidence on the scoreboard. It was clear for some time that a malaise had infected the clubhouse. Any discord was hopefully explained away uh, for a time as a product of frustration and blame shifting that surfaces on every team not quite playing its best. Um, but hang on, I thought there was another thing. Uh, oh, here you go. 
Okay. Conversations with more than a dozen people in all levels of the Padres organization and others around the team and throughout the league make it clear that the atmosphere has grown increasingly uneasy. There's a disconnect between the front office and clubhouse that stems at least in part from moves made and not made in one move that was attempted at the trade deadline, Hosmer. Tingler, never a choice that excited many veteran players, has seen his influence over the team further abate as the losses have mounted. Where Tingler's standing was at first enhanced by his having been the choice of Preller, players' inability to separate manager from management has put Tingler in a further bind. There is no trust, one player said. You want to know people have your back. Uh, uh, let's see. You know what's funny about that is when I watch Tingler do these post-game pressers, mm-hmm. to me, Tingler seems to answer the questions the right way, meaning the player's way. There's never once where I've seen him throw a player under the bus. I don't know what goes on inside the clubhouse, yeah. but I think the trade deadline and blowing that, again, back to AJ... And bringing in a, another all-star second baseman, you already had one, it was Stupid. crazy. Not getting a starting pitcher when obviously that was a, a an issue of need. I'm not saying he had a good Scherzer, because Scherzer controlled yeah. a lot of that. But you could have gone other directions. And then to end up, as you said, with Arietta and Velasquez, oh, come on, man. What are we doing here? Yeah. Multiple team sources said October will bring further changes to the coaching staff, adding to the one where Larry Rothschild was let go. The decision of whether Tingler stays or goes, according to people familiar with how Pete Seidler operates, will be Preller's alone. That's obnoxious. Absolutely obnoxious. Here you go, Dave. Thinking by many in and around the team is that someone as respected as three-time World Series winner Bruce Bochy, whose sources say his opening to Magic again would get the most out of the Padres. However, no one familiar with the inner workings of the Padres is convinced that Preller will fire Tingler or replace him with an experienced manager. Unbelievable. Again, this is where I think people now have to look at Seidler. And everybody likes yeah. him. But come on, let's go. You're the owner. You're the guy. You're the owner. You're the one that's watching your franchise. Look, you already announced to the fan base, we're raising the price of tickets. Yeah. You got to sit there and say things are going to be different next year. Nobody wants to pay for this. No. And here's the other thing, too. Listen, we've done enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any idea if AJ Preller is the source. Here's why I think it's the source. Because you write things, or in our case, say things on the radio to cover the fucking source. In this case, you say things like, oh, there's a discontent between the front office and the players. Well, shit, AJ can't be the source. He wouldn't say that about himself. Goddamn, who is it? There's only one fucking guy that understands how that organization runs. Start checking the boxes. You think it's fucking Jesse Agler? <laughs> uh, is it Mark Sweeney? Okay. Is it Skip Schumacher? I mean, just start checking boxes. Uh, is it Fred Yeoman Jr.? Who the fuck else has it that would say it? I don't have anything to back it up. It's just having been in this game a long time, I won't say how Kevin does it. I'll just say from a radio standpoint, that reeks. Am I wrong in that, Dave? That no. reeks of the GM being the source. Because you go out, you say Tingler doesn't have the support of the team, and then you write a couple of, sorry, you say a couple of things on a radio show to protect your source. I would say the GM, 
hey, you know, AJ's fucked up a little bit. Wink, wink. <laughs> Look, when you first started talking, I thought it was a veteran. And maybe I, maybe it could have been someone like a Hosmer. You know what I mean? Anybody, a veteran on that team. But if, then when you said the decision will be AJ's alone, mm-hmm. that's not a veteran player. That's not a player. Oh. A player wouldn't say that. Yeah. Who's saying that? Yeah. AJ. Who the fuck else in the organization? You think AJ said it when he gave the quote, like, as a third person? Yeah, he's just fucking tanning. <laughs> Got the little goggles on. <laughs> it's me, baby. I'm the guy making the calls around here. You got to fire Preller. 100%. If you want this fan base back and they're pissed. Yeah. You, you, and I like when people are like, hey, you got to get rid of the swag team. Okay, come on. Fucking stop fucking around here, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wake up. Stop fucking around. That yeah. is, so here's the deal. The minor league season ended today, okay? Yeah. Mackenzie Gore, where's he at? Yeah. Uh, because he's nowhere close to being Major League Baseball ready. Now. That's a major issue here. This is someone that this franchise and the fan base has been waiting for for the longest time. You've watched this train wreck, and I'm talk- oh, yeah. talking to you. I'm talking the entire fan base. Yep. You had a guy pitch the other day in St. Louis in Velasquez that everyone's like, I didn't know this fucking guy was still around. Like, what the, where did he come from? Dude, AJ signed Joe Bimel. You signed Joe Bimel is in his 40s. Fuck. This isn't for the love of the game. You got Arietta. <laughs> you got one out today. One out. Ah, my hip. Your hip. Surprise it wasn't your neck. Fuck. Jesus. Fuck. So I just say, yeah, Tinkler's fucking done. You just watch that guy. He's just beat. He's so beaten up. Get out of here, sensei. Enough of that shit. But I'll say this, Dave. You know, you questioned Machado's leadership last time we were here. Okay. I'm glad you're covering this right here because I find this extremely interesting. And it was really, really funny to see everything today, right? Here's the funny thing. I'll tell you where I come at it. So you have Tatis at 22 that's pouting and apparently has been pouting going back to the outfield and all of this shit. And that's Which is fun. weird how he ended up in the outfield today. Yeah. Yeah. Made a huge error. And they're saying, you know, that's part of what was talked about today, right, is that had Tingler been a veteran guy, he could have squashed the issues with uh, Tatis pounding. So now you have the situation yesterday when Machado yells at him, tells him it's not about you, compliments him, says you're the best player in the game, just go and fucking play baseball. And this was the funniest shit that I laughed at all day today. Go ahead. So all day long, we are seeing 50% of the story, which is good for Manny, be a veteran, do that, wake him up. Here's my two problems with it. A... As a veteran, I'd prefer you do that differently. Me too. I'm shocked you just said that. That's exactly where I was going. Go ahead. I prefer you do it different. If you're doing it as a leader, to do something publicly, to call a guy out, I'm sorry. I don't think that's it. But here's the bigger fucking problem. While everybody is patting Manny on the back, and that's fine, whether Manny delivered the message in the right way, Manny is a guy that has a good relationship, we've been told, with Tatis. Yeah. Calls him out. That's fine. Personally, I think that's more effective if you do it in a different way. 
But what nobody talked about yeah, today nobody was, gets called out in a serious meeting anywhere in the workplace like that. Yeah. You pull them in the and, tunnel the way it's always done. And then, but the bigger issue that nobody has mentioned, this is why you pay five bucks a month. Nobody has said, how the fuck is Tatis going to react to the fact that he just got scolded for the second time in two years in a dugout? Yeah. It happened last year with that bitch Hosmer. And it happened yesterday with Manny. And that's a guy, your entire franchise. And you got, got now listen, you have a concern with Tatis. Yep. Because it's a lot. He's shouldering a lot. And it was funny. I was watching part of uh, Costa and Wilson on KUSI and talking about how he's handling it with the fans. He has. For a guy 22, he's done a lot of great things that we should be proud of, but yep. you're still struggling with maturity like everybody did. But has anybody said anything about how fucking Tatis is doing after getting aired out and having that shit go on social media? I don't know, dude. It wasn't a good look. Look, I know a lot of people are Padre fans. I'll go on Padre's Twitter. I'm curious to know what people think and not saying that they're right, but I, I just want to get an idea. And when people are sitting, that's my leader. That's my guy. It's the pat's on the back, the whole deal. You, you went a direction that I didn't think you were going to go. And I thought you were going to say the exact same thing. No problem at all being the veteran player talking to the younger player and the message. Yes. But, man, it was caught everywhere. Yeah. And there's and Manny knows. I mean, excuse me. Fernando now knows it was caught everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Number one, no one wants to be talked to like that. Now everybody knows you were talked to like that. It's everywhere. There's no way Fernando just went to bed last night going. Okay, I got yeah. it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be better tomorrow. I'm going to be great. He's going, what the fuck? And then they put him back on the outfield. And yeah, and then they put him back on the outfield. Like, it's like, fuck. look, he is your superstar. I understand Manny's a superstar. I'm not crazy. Manny Machado is a superstar in this league. Understand yeah. it 100%. Fernando Tatis is the league. He's the national yeah. league. There's not a bigger superstar in the entire National League than Fernando Tatis Jr. Agreed. And I understand you have Otani in the American League and you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the American League. This guy is a rock star. I'm, I'm watching that dipshit Rosenthal last night trying to make an argument for Bryce Harper being the MVP right now. Yeah, it's the East Coast thing. Yeah, and saying, oh, you know, we got we got to see how the last... Stop. No, there's, and I love Harper. No, look, Stop. The, the, the problem with that whole fucking award is the V, meaning valuable. Yeah. And then it really should be most outstanding player is yeah. what the award should be. Because don't give me that bullshit that Bryce Harper's team might make the playoffs. Look, we saw Andre Dawson and Ernie Banks win MVPs yeah. and they finished in last place. How valuable are you when you finish in last place? Yeah. Th that be saying, just going back to the Fernando thing, I wish it was done privately. Yeah. I wish it was done different. I'm sure Fernando wishes it was done. Maybe and the only maybe guy the public that wishes it, that was happy it was public was Machado. I have no idea. It was wrong. As soon as I saw it, I went, fuck, this did not bring the team any closer together. If anything, it causes more division. Uh, I don't know that Manny would be happy that it was caught in public. I think, Dave, we've all done shit in frustration where we've done things or said shit that we regret. It's just it doesn't end up on social media where a couple million people can see it. Jesus. But, I mean, AC wrote tonight that a different veteran player. How many do you have? I mean, who else is it? have talked to Tatis in the past. Well, if it's Hosmer, I would have fucking too. Hey, you do your fucking yeah, yeah, job. Yeah. Worry about Ooh. yourself there. Yeah. You watch any clips of you playing first base? Shithead. You're the only guy in baseball without a launch angle. Yeah. You're fucking hiding behind the bag. Fuck's going on? 
God damn, maybe uh, Westbrook can get you one of those skirts. <laughs> uh, sort of guy. You aren't, I mean, I know you're saying things tongue in cheek, but really you aren't. If Hosmer said anything to me, I'd say, Shut dude, up. I 100% don't want to be you, so stop yeah. talking. Yeah, everything you've done has been shit, <laughs> except signing that contract. You were smart there, but I got double what you got. So who's the bitch? You. <laughs> who's the bitch? Yeah, but, but like, you know, I'm not worried about the relationship between Machado and Tatis. No, because that, that will smooth over. I'm just yeah. saying at the point here, we're all fighting for our lives. I mean, you yeah. just got swept against a team that you can't afford to lose to. Right. Fuck. But, but look at the big picture, and everybody's so quick. Look, I get it, and I like that Manny is the guy to remind him. And I also thought it was cool that Manny said, you're the best player, just fucking play baseball. We can't afford to lose you right here. Yeah. I like all that. I like everything in the message. I just wish, and again, you're caught in the moment, man. It happens. But the idea that it was caught like that, and I, here comes Papelbon, right? We're seeing Papelbon and Harper. That's a fight. Uh, fuck. With the Longoria up to the one? Yes, that was uh, Jeff Kent, Bonds. Yeah. Yes, those are very bad situations. Very bad. Where you got guys ready to fight each other right there. Yeah. I, nobody was going to fight no. yesterday. But come on, man. The face of your franchise was publicly called out and embarrassed for the second time in two years. And how's he doing today? You know what's interesting also, and this is one of those automated strike zone deals. I know it's it's not important, but if there was one, you wouldn't have the issue yesterday. Yeah. This was a strike. I mean, that's what yeah. sucks. It was a strike. He was yeah. wrong. I mean, yeah. everything led to straight out. He was, he was, he was wrong on it. And the umpire was missing outside uh, the last couple of days. And I think it was, I think it was yesterday, meaning Saturday where he was missing outside and, you know, Mark Grant's like, thank you very much when it benefits the Padres. But yeah. when, when you look back at the replay and all of us at home know Fernando's wrong. Yeah. Like, Jesus, dude, just get in the box. We're dying here. Fuck. You know, yeah. the whole and fucking... Think, and I think that was here. Manny's message. I, I understand it. Yeah. I, I, and I, I like that. I, I understand it. You know, but Manny's done the same thing. Every big league player's done the same thing where you're like, man, I'm getting fucked on these calls. Yeah. It just, when you go through and you've, what, won two of your last 10 games, and you're like, God dang, man, where's this team going? Right now, you, when you look at the standings, what did you say, three and a half out right now of making yeah. the playoffs? You could sit there and you, you go, how did the, any of this happen? How did this happen when you had such a big lead, and here we are we're with less than two weeks to go, and we're a fucking train wreck? By not closing the deal on the Scherzer trade, right? Because the, the Scherzer trade and, and everything else. I mean, the Scherzer wasn't the only guy on the market. No, but there weren't really... You know, Michael Pineda wasn't going to come here and change things around. No, who did uh, the Phillies picked up? Um, oh, um, yeah, from uh, Texas. Yeah, the the Phillies got the guy that they're yeah. talking about. Any, Gibson? Anything, anything, Kyle yeah, Gibson? Kyle Gibson. Anything would have been better True. than Hudson and Frazier. What you, it, it didn't make any sense. No, what you did to this team was you told them, hey, guys, Christmas is going to be great. Get excited. Yeah. Put a lot of things under the tree. And they opened it up, and it was an empty fucking box. And and they were excited. And look, they'd already been throwing bullpen games by then. And you had to find a way to do something. But it was weird because you were talking about Joey Gallo. Yeah. Right? You go out, David, as you mentioned, get Frazier. Hudson has been just a fucking stiff. And I think 
And then you're talking about getting Hosmer out, and then you don't get Hosmer out. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's all bad. There are three There are three names we kept hearing, right? We kept hearing, do you bring Chris Bryan in? Do you bring Rizzo in? Do you bring in Gallo? You brought in none of those guys. No. You did nothing. You did nothing. <laughs> you sat there and you did nothing. You big fucking dummy. <laughs> God dang it, yeah. man. I don't know. So, okay, I'm going to ask you another question as a guy who's a Padre fan. Uh-huh. This week, they the Giants come back to town, okay? I'll be there. So, when the Giants come to town, at what point do you find yourself rooting for for the Giants just so they can beat the Dodgers, so they don't win the division? Like, yeah. when is this switch in your head? Like, in your mind, you know they're three and a half out. Odds are yeah. things aren't looking good for the pods. But do you find yourself possibly going to the game and going, I, I'm, fuck that. We're out. Fuck the Dodgers. No, you, can, you can't until they're all the way out. Okay. They're not officially so out. It's all, so until they're all the way out, you got to root Correct. for those pods to sit there and do as well Correct. as they can against the Giants, even if it means the Dodgers at the end of the week are in first place. Correct. You have to. I agree with that. Yeah, you have to. I agree. First of all, your mind won't let you go another way. No. It's, it's impossible to sit there and watch your team with their colors and root for them to lose. Yeah, you can't do that, but, um, but no, you we'll be out there. What day Tuesday, are you going? I'm Tuesday? going Tuesday night. Yeah, good deal, good deal. And who's pitching? Do you know? Fuck, Stamen. <laughs> Maybe you'll be lucky to get Look a bullpen guy, night, dude. Maybe you'll get a bullpen night. Fucking Craig Stamen. I swear to God, that fucking guy is unbelievable. He's you're un- getting no. You're getting. You got a great matchup, actually. You're getting Gosman against Musgrove. All right, I like that. That's a great matchup. That's like worth that. your ticket right there. Yeah, I'm going with the great Katie Temple. Nice. It's her uh, housewarming gift. Good deal. So I told her everybody else get you a cactus. <laughs> we'll take you down. Go hang out the pods and go see that. I don't know. That's probably my last game of the year. We've been talking about doing a team day with the boys at Upper Deck. I don't see that happening. But, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to going out. But, no, I, I can't cheer against him. I just don't. I, I just find that terrible. I have not been to a Padre game, I don't think, since, uh, since April. Yeah, and how'd you go then? I got free tickets. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Big fucking shot. Well, now I guess I have enemies. No one's offering me free tickets. Good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to go. But- so they, they have, they have the, the giant. I mean, you know, I might go this week. My kid's in town. I might go this week. They play the Braves this weekend. And that would be a good series. They do. They would be, uh, it's the, the Giants, Braves, then they're, that's it. Then it finishes up. The, the Giants and the Braves are, the, are their last home games. And then they finish on the road with three against the Dodgers and three against the Giants. Wow. How about that? How about that? You wonder something crazy that I think yeah. I'm doing? Which, you know, you and I always talk about different bucket lists and things that you go, what would you do or would you do this? Yeah. I think on Thanksgiving, I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to watch oh, the no Cowboy way. game on Thanksgiving. Nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, how about that? You know who they're fucking playing? Hmm. The Raiders? No way. Yeah, how about that shit? How, how'd you work that? A friend of mine went to the game today, the Ra- the Cowboy the Cowboy fan. So this person okay. was a huge Charger fan. Grew up in San Diego, diehard Charger fan, loved the Chargers. When they left, they threw 31 names in a hat. And whatever name they pulled out, that was going to be their team. But they okay. happened to pull out the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, boy. I know. Can you believe that shit? So he pulls out the Cowboys, went all in. Dak, Dak jerseys. He's, yep. he's been so in, he goes to a Cowboys game every year, either in Dallas or on the road. 
And so uh, they went today to watch the Chargers and Cowboys. He was all, okay. in all his gear and him and his wife had a great time. And then, um, and then said, Hey, Thanksgiving, let's go. Uh, let's go catch the Cowboys. And, and so sure enough, they're playing the Raiders. And you can get out of a family Thanksgiving. My wife's going to go. She said, if I can find oh, someone to nice. watch the dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking talk to the neighbors. Talk to the neighbors. But anyway, that's, oh. I, it's one of those things you can, I never even thought about going to a football game on Thanksgiving. I'm sure it's not going to be the fucking lions. Tell her to wear Craig all black Maddie. again. Like you did last time. Oh my God, dude. I was t- just telling Josh that story. <sighs> Jeff and I in the air conditioning and just brother, and my wife right in the sun oh my God. and that hole in the roof, just right on him. Oh, it couldn't have been hotter. It was like uh. 110. Uh, I'm trying to go. <laughs> my wife's to- complaining to the airport to Jeff how fucking hot it was. Yeah. Because I was freezing in that press box. <laughs> I'm trying to go the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, Maple Leafs and Kings at Staples Center. So I think we're going to try That's to do cool. that. That's cool. That's yeah. Hey, man, those days are awesome. Yeah. We joke around all the time about the whole country shuts down basically after Thanksgiving to yeah. about a week after New Year's. We don't do shit. No, don't do Everybody anything. fucks around in the office. Nobody does shit. But it's it's one of those where that is cool, man. Think yeah. about it. Your kids know they're out of school. Mm-hmm. Work starting the holiday season by going to a Kings game. How yeah. awesome is that? Well, our it's funny, man. We were thinking about it last night. Yeah. Our first game is three weeks from last night. Okay. So coming up in the next couple of weeks, two weeks from today. Yeah. I'm in SoFi for Rams Cardinals. Okay. Three weeks from yesterday is our first, it's a preseason game, yeah. Ducks and Kings. And then four weeks uh, from today, four weeks from last night is our first regular season game, the Wild and the Kings. And then four weeks from tonight is the Stones at SoFi. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I'm, like, not next week, but after that, I'm up three straight weeks up there. I'm going to Luke Bryan on Thursday if you want to go. Good for you. <laughs> Sorry, he's not 80, but okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. I had a truck and it was fun. Met a girl in her jeans. We had a root beer. I'm Luke Bryan. Fucking guy. I'll take it. Every song took six seconds. To oh, me. you son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. It's to the point I don't go for the music, I just go for the entertainment, okay? It's yeah. a lot of fun. You put on your Bud Light cardboard cowboy hat. <laughs> How much football did you watch today? All day. Didn't did you really? All day. I did. I literally have not seen jack shit. You and I have the TV going right now as we're talking and I'm that watching the highlights. That fucking Raider game was so fun. Dude, I'm so pumped up the Raiders are 2-0. I can't believe it. They were. I mean, if someone had told you two weeks ago, hey, no. the Raiders play the Ravens and the Steelers to start the season, you're like, fuck me. We had them at 6 and 11. Yeah. Now, look, they're still the Raiders. You watch that yeah, team, dude. They it. do not do anything easy. No, never. But no Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Basically, no run game at all with Kenyon Drake. Yeah. And fucking Carr stays in there, finds Waller, Hunter Renfro all day. The Steelers are a bunch of punks. I tell you what, one of the wildest things I've ever seen, and uh, you'll see it, Dave, car gets hit. They're driving, and he gets hit Yeah, and laid out. Dude, that entire Raider bench, it felt like emptied and circled car. Uh, Max Crosby, 
A bunch of the guys from the defense were there. And I'm trying to think. I think it was Iron Eagle announcing that game and Charles Davis. And they just talked about the fact. They go, dude, if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about Derek Carr and the Raiders, there had to be 20 guys out there circling around him. And he gets up. He comes off the field. And like I said, Max Crosby and a bunch of the other dudes, Peterman, the backup quarterback, they're all out there, dude, hitting him on the helmet, the whole thing. But uh, Henry Ruggs made some plays today, which was exciting. But, yeah, Trey Turner of the Steelers gets thrown out for spitting on a guy. Jesus. I mean, I know Joe Hayden didn't play, but fuck, man, that was a huge, huge win for the Raiders. Oh, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. I love the fact that – they asked Gruden about Waller, you know, the tight end for the Raiders. Wow. And he said, he's the best player I've ever coached. And people are looking at, wait a second, you coached Derek Brooks and John Lynch and fucking Jerry Rice. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Famers. <laughs> and it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, you know, it's funny. He's unguardable. 100%. Dude. You watch him play, he's unguardable. He, Dave, watching him today, yeah, that's the thing, right? And And Raiders are like anybody – you're always looking for all line help, and Incognito didn't play today, so Carr was on the move, and Steelers are trying to make some plays, and it got really, really chippy, but goddamn Waller yeah. was there. But the funny line was that uh, Ruggs was complaining about not getting touches last week, and apparently Derek Carr told him, we get open, and he got open today and made some big-time plays. Yeah, that was... That was really, really fun. You know, it's funny. At the time when, like, you and I grew up and fell in love with the NFL, the Raiders, the Steelers, the, those were big names. Those were big yep. teams. I was explaining to my wife, they're, they're really about, I'd say, a couple national teams in there. I said the Steelers are in there, the Raiders are in there, the Cowboys mm-hmm. are in there, yep. the Packers are probably a national team. And you sit there and go, when you see the Raiders and the Steelers on the field at the same time and you look at the uniforms, yeah. does it get any better than this? No, and they hated each other today. Yeah. It was uh, clear. They, and it, do you remember when the story of when the Raiders won their first Super Bowl, Al Davis like put on the ring, they said, like what the score of the Steeler-Raiders game was to get there. To, oh, wow. Like it meant that much to him. He hated the Steelers more than anybody. So it's that one. I think it's that one is the is the one that he said that he always remembered the Steelers. That was his, his on rival. one side, and then the Vikings yeah. Raiders score yeah. on the other. That it was that big Damn, of a deal dude. to him. I like that. That he just hated the the Steelers. It was anyway. I'm glad the NFL's back. I fuck. I didn't see jack shit today. I'm just watching highlights with you right now. But dude, yeah. there's nothing better to me. No. Getting up at ten in the morning and 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 waiting and until the Sunday night game's over. We, and I'm you don't gamble. I don't gamble. No, just love watching the games. My uh, my son Jack has a head cold like crazy, so he missed their game Thursday against St. Augie. Oh, Cade's no. been sick, so it's just been such a frustrating for them. But I said to him, I go, dude, I've already been losing my voice for a week. I said, you're staying home. I don't want to get a head cold. So he stayed home. Dave, one-on-one time for parents and kids is the absolute coolest. I love my sons. They're the best. But I went and picked up Cade yesterday at like 11 because they're training. Uh, Not only does Jack have a cold, Cade's bouncing back from being sick. But they're running the rock and roll half marathon with their mom. So They both are? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they're trying to train while being sick as a dog because that race is like six weeks out. So yesterday, I pick up Cade. We're hanging out. We go to lunch. 
And I go, uh, what do you feel like doing? He goes, uh, I don't know. I'm up for anything. My buddy Ken Kramer does this show about San Diego. done PBS. Highly recommended, especially if you have kids running from 5 to 17. Because Ken shows you so many little cool things. Just put it on your DVR and just record the series. Because even the older ones are fun. And you find a bunch of different things to do. So when my sons were younger, we had a membership to the Pacific Southwest Railroad Museum, which is out in Campo. And it's a drive out there, but it's great because it's nothing but these old trains. And then uh, like four times a day, they put you on this old train and it goes, it's like an hour ride. Okay. Takes you out almost to the Mexican border and then it takes you back. But windows are open, super mellow. And especially when your kids are like six or seven. So the other day, Ken had been on, and he did two things in East County. He did the Pacific Southwest Railroad Museum, and he did this lady in Wisteria. You ever been to Wisteria? She's out in Wisteria, and she has a candy factory. Candy factory opened in 1921 by her parents, and now she's running it. Fucking place has been there 100 years. And then Ken did a thing about the Campo train guys. And I go, you know what, man? We haven't done that shit in fucking six, seven years. I'm going to look into it. They had a sunset train ride. I said to Kate, I go, dude, you remember when we used to do that shit in Campo? He goes, yeah. I go, you want to do the sunset train tonight? I go, we don't have jack shit going. Your brother's not here. It's just you and me. You want to go out there? He goes, yeah, let's go. So I go, okay, let's go to Wisteria. Because Jack's sick, your mom's looking out for him. I go, let's go. We'll get some cool stuff for them. And then you and I will go ride the train. Dave, I'm telling you, you're driving and he's like, where's Wisteria? I have no clue. It's fucking past the Golden Acorn Casino. No fucking way. You drove all the way out there? We drive all the way out there. Jesus Christ. I drove by it fucking last week. It's in this town called Boulevard. You see that exit for Boulevard? No, I never paid attention to it. Dude. It is like... Is that like 72 miles each way? It was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're like, where are we? We don't even know. Yeah. So we get off and it's... How many CHP guys did you, did you pass? Not really any. Oh, you good. go by the border patrol out there. Yeah. God dang. That was drives me nuts. Why so many CHP out there? Can you guys be doing something they, else? Yeah. They just left us alone. And so we go, we get off and you're technically on the 94 out there. Oh, wow. And the 80. So we go, Dave, I was like, holy shit. You go in and it's this little house. The lady who owns it, so cool, so great. I said, hey, I saw you with Ken Kramer. She goes, damn, we filmed that in 2011. Really? And she goes, it's funny. A couple of times a year, people pop in. They're like, hey, we saw you. So we loaded up a bunch of shit for, for Jack and his mom. And then... We cut back to Campo. And I said to the lady, we had like an hour to kill. I said, uh, where can we go grab a bite to eat? She goes, the Campo Cafe is right back there. (laughs) So we go, let's go. So we go back there, just me and Cade. And in the middle of absolute nowhere is this little building, Campo Cafe. Fucking food was great. 
we walk in. We're clearly a couple of outsiders, right? Campo is East County, man, like way out there, East County. Dave, all the people in there were so goddamn nice to me and Kay. What are you guys doing? What's going on? I'm like, oh, we're just out. We're going to ride the train. Oh, you done it? They're talking to Kate. Have you done it? He said, yeah, I did it when I was younger. Oh, man, that's great. So then we roll down. And I'm, I'm really, this is for parents. This Pacific Southwest Museum, if you go in the back, it's wild. John Spreckles, who owned the Spreckles Theater, had this private train car in 1919 that he would take his family around. You could go in it. So you walk in, it's the bedrooms and the dining room and like all this shit. But then at uh, seven o'clock last night, we got on this train and they turn on the speaker and Ken narrates the tour. And so it was 60 bucks for a family membership. It's good for the year. We can go ride that fucking thing anytime we want. And uh, because Jack didn't get to go. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So you got to go back. But I'm telling you, they do the sunset. The guys tell us uh, sunset tour is what the fuck's the day today? You just said it. Today is the 19th. Okay. So 19th, 26th, and October 2nd. Okay. So, or, um, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Wrong information. Saturday nights. Okay. So it's next Saturday, whatever that would be, the 25th. 25th. And then October 2nd. Sorry, only Saturday nights. But, dude, unbelievable because you're just on this old train, Dave. There's no lights. There's anything. But being out there at sunset. Yeah. And it was a bunch of families with kids who were probably seven, eight, nine. And you were laughing about the drive. I bought that dopey Sonata Hybrid. Literally came home at like 73 the whole way. And it said I was averaging 77 miles to the gallon my entire drive home. And I told Kate, I go, I think I'm going to be able to get this thing home on one gallon of gas. There you and go. I did. That's hilarious. But yeah, if you have kids, probably, I mean, there were sons and daughters. Uh, and run. you can run around these old trains. They do a bunch of fun things at Halloween. They take those old train cars that I said and make them haunted, like a, like a haunted house. Uh, they do, like, uh, pumpkins for the kids, carving, yeah. all this shit. The people that work out there are all volunteers, but they just couldn't have been cooler. So, no, not really anything I would think a husband and wife are going to do unless you're into trains. But Kate and I got off. We hadn't done it in, like, seven years. And I go, what would you think? He goes, Dad, that was an absolute blast. Cool. He goes, I'm so stoked. We're, How long did the whole thing take? Um, 45 minutes. Okay. But then you can just – but we had the run of the museum, so – Bunch of old train cars that you could just goof around and, and go look at it. And you should have them watch uh, stuff about Jesse James. You guys can fake rob people. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> but they do, um, but like around Christmas time, they do a Polar Express. They do oh, that's cool. Easter trains. They do all kinds of fun stuff. But yeah, if, if your kids are like seven, eight, nine, uh, in that range, and I mean, like I said, it's a way out there, but um, really, really fun. And like I said, the, the people are all volunteers. The guys running the train, driving it, they're all retired train engineers and just so cool. They're great. So really fun. To, hey, to jump back into something baseball, because I had a question. I was waiting for this for a couple of days to ask you. Is Mike Shannon the play-by-play voice on radio for the Cardinals? Swing and a drive. Dude, yeah, my voice is shot, but dude, yeah. I listened on. on and uh, John Rooney. 
Holy fuck. I listened on Sirius <clears throat> Radio on Friday night to the Cardinals broadcast. I think he's only doing home games, though. It was a home game. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't understand one fucking word he said. Like, what happened? Yeah. Dude, it was oh. it was so bad that I don't care if you love him and he's a Cardinal fan. Look, if it was Vince Scully, you'd have to say, dude, you got to go. Yeah. Nobody can understand. Mike's got to be in his 80s. He's in now. his 80s. You could not understand a fucking word he said. He just slurred everything into, like, it, w- it was terrible. The- and but I tell you the best part of the broadcast, have you ever listened to Cardinals Radio? Yeah. The commercials are the greatest. This is what San Diego needs to do. What they do? Every commercial is done by a former Cardinal. Oh, I like that. Hey, this is Ricky Horton. When you need tires, dude, I'm not, I'm not lying when I tell you Ricky Horton had a commercial. And you're like, this is John Tudor. When you need a hammer, John make sure you Tudor. see my, f-, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Can you mention the pods of this? Hey, this is Gene Kingsdale. Hi, this is Dan Muscelli. <laughs> hey, this is Paul McAnulty. Gene. When you need new tires. Hi, everybody. Gene Harris. Dude, it was like that. It wasn't like Ozzy Smith. It was yeah. like, fuck, Ricky Horton was on the goddamn Cardinals. Hi, everybody. This is Darren Balsley. When I made the call to the bullpen, I went with Cricket Wireless, and you should too. Dude, it was so fucking funny. And then today, I was I was at uh, Mount Carmel High School all, all weekend, so I'm driving yeah. back. It's like a 45-minute drive back for me, and I'm... Turn on 80s, on, 80s yeah. on 8. And Rick Springfield was the guest DJ, okay, this this weekend. Okay. He ripped every fucking song, dude. He did? Dude, it was, it was I was dying. I, go, I had to call a friend of mine. Are you listening to this shit? And it was, the, the first song was Wham. It was a Mark Grant song, the Wake yeah. Me Up Before You Go-Go song. And he goes, man, Wham had a lot of big hits. That was one of them. I don't know what the hell you people like, but I thought that song was terrible. Jesus, Never liked Rick. It. Then he goes to the next guy. <laughs> was, I opened for this guy in Germany. He should have been opening for me. Never got his music. I'll say it a hundred times over. Never understood it. Don't understand why people in Germany liked it. Yet you people here in the United States liked it. Here's Krista Berg, Lady in Red. Krista. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, he ripped every fucking oh, guy. Oh, shit. Dude, I'm going to try to hear it on the way dude, up. Dude, you'll laugh your fucking ass off. I don't think he was doing it on purpose. He no. did he didn't like anything. By the way, he's right. That Christopher Berg song, Lady in Red, uh, is terrible. It's one of the worst songs of all time. I uh, I moved to London in 87. <clears throat> Been on the flight all day, so tired. My dad picks me up. And I crashed for like two hours. And he goes, hey, come on. We're going to go. I think it was at like the Intercontinental Hotel in London. But it was their version of the Grammys. Yeah. Like the BMAs, British Music Awards. And I remember walking in, we walked by, and I saw two people. Saw Peter Gabriel walk by, which was really cool. And then I saw Chris DeBerg walk by. Those were the two guys I saw. That was it. But oh, super fun. Funny. We just hung out. Yeah. Dude, that is hilarious. Hey, uh, two things. You talked about Mike Shannon's voice being gone. Fuck. I tried to watch Cry Macho last night on HBO Max, the new Clint Eastwood movie. Oh, never saw it. Yeah, I mean, I never heard about it. Dude, it's so bad. It is bad. It's so bad. He's like a... Dude, he's, uh, he's 91 years old. Fuck. He's like a retired rodeo guy. Yeah. And he's got to go to Mexico and try to rescue a kid. And Dwight Yoakam is his boss. Fucking Dwight Yoakam is the worst actor I've ever seen. Dwight Yoakam was great in Sling Blade. Right. Yeah. Dude, he's so bad. Hey, Mike, I think you owe me one. And a lot of people think uh, you owe me one. Then Clint Eastwood, 
All right, I guess I owe you one. Clint's voice is gone. <laughs> All right, I guess I owe you one. And it's so bad. Mike, a lot of people said that I should have fired you a long time ago, but I didn't. Now, Mike, here's some cash. Go down there. Okay, I'm on the way. And you're like, this is shit. <laughs> Dude. This is shit. I got, do you like Martin Short and Steve Martin? I like Steve Martin. I don't okay. like Martin Short. So my son and I started watching this thing on Hulu. Yeah. Murder, murder in the Building. I swear to God, Dave, there are two lines in there that my son and I laughed so hard at. They, they live in this building that I thought was the Dakota. Yeah. So Steve Martin is a retired actor. Well, not retired, but down-on-his-luck actor. Martin Short is kind of the same, a down-on-his-luck director. And then Selena Gomez is in it, too. She's another resident in the building. So Steve Martin's character and Martin Short's character don't really like each other. So Steve's on the elevator. Martin Short gets on, and he stands at him. He goes, hey, how'd the audition go? And Steve Martin goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't have an audition. And Martin Short pantomimes around his face. He goes, oh, I just thought with all the makeup. And Steve Martin's like, I'm not wearing makeup. He goes, okay. <laughs> and, uh, so we laughed at that. But then Selena Gomez gets on the elevator. Yeah. She's got a pair of beats on, and she's just looking straight ahead. So Martin Short tries to make conversation with her, and he's talking about her beat headphones and how she had, or how he's had these same headphones in the past. And they get to their floor, and he doesn't move. It's his stop. Yeah. He doesn't move. So in the middle of him telling this story, Steve Martin just leans into him and right in his ear he goes, ding, to let him know the elevator opened. And Martin Short looks at him and just shuffles off. And Steve Martin goes, even the elevator was bored by that story. <laughs> but when he leans in and just tells him, ding, dude, my son and I are like, oh, my God. So then we watch episode two today and it wasn't very good so i don't know if we'll stay with it are you watching anything you looking forward no, to anything you know what's funny i watched a movie yesterday my mom is in my head on this deal my mom always swears that old movies are better than today's movies yeah which isn't that, true at all is not true at all Casablanca was so boring we fight about this all the time I'm like god my mom's so boring i think and then so i'm flipping through yesterday and the movie was starting and i'm like this has five stars i'm gonna watch this what was Came it? out in like I think 1954. It was yeah. Rear Window. Now that one I liked with Jimmy Stewart and Grace. You don't Kelly. like that, dude? The ending and it's so abrupt. Yes, I remember. Like that. within like 30 seconds. Yeah, you're go. like, wait a second. It was, yeah, it was, it was a two-hour-long movie, and then the, when you're waiting for the juice, it's over in 30 seconds. So you're, I'm sitting there watching, but I'm, a couple things. One is Grace Kelly. I found was fascinating. Like you yeah. know, as you're watching, you're looking at your phone, looking this up. Yeah. And I don't know shit about Grace Kelly. All I knew was Stern mentions her in his movie. Do you remember that? No. There's a part in, in private parts where Stern has to read the news because they, everyone else either quit or was fired. Remember that? Oh, He's yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, Grace Kelly died in a car accident. You know, she was showing her age. I think her husband cut the brakes. Anyway, next story. Jesus. And he just, <laughs> he just on. And so she died in a car wreck. I remember yeah. the whole thing. But I'm looking it up, and I'm going, Jimmy Stewart, did the, doing the math, it was like 44 in the movie. Okay. Grace Kelly's like 23, maybe oh. 23, maybe 22. And they, they make out in this movie. God and damn, Jimmy. That, that, 
<laughs> to me, hey, look, you might be a great actor. Wouldn't that feel a little weird? Yes. Making out with a 22, 23-year-old girl, and you're sitting there watching it going, really pretty. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just watching this, and then I realized Grace Kelly won a bunch of Academy Awards and was nominated for, yeah. like, considered one of the best actresses of all time. Retired at age 26. No, she never did married- it. To become Prince of Monaco, exactly, or Princess, Princess of, Monaco? of Monaco, yeah. And so, uh, anyway, I just thought it was fascinating. They said Alfred Hitchcock spent so much time trying to get her to come out of retirement, and she wouldn't do it. But um, anyway, I just thought it was weird. But as I watched this movie, and the the storyline wasn't bad. It just abrupt, it was abruptly ended so fast that I was like, "Fuck!" I yeah. go, "Today's movies are still better than they were before." That's just that's where I'm at. Hey, want to mention Alan Taylor? Look, if you're out this week and you understand how hot it was oh. look we told you september is going to be extremely warm but at the same time beautiful weather i mean it's warm but there's no humidity at the same time you go fresh air out in the backyard new pool guess what alan taylor taylor may pools can build a pool that is right for you if you can't figure it out this year look christmas is coming up we talked about this before what a great family gift we say look this is what we're doing we're building the pool that we've always talked about great memories start in the backyard taylor may pools want to make it happen for you call alan taylor 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Was out a lot today and a lot yesterday, and it's kind of fun. Tonight, before coming down here, we were over at UTC, and moving around, man, it's starting to feel like fall yeah. in the air, and that's what's really fun, too, because jumping into that tailor-made pool on a hot day is great, but I love it, Dave, on nights like this, where there's a little bit of chill, we can hang out. We fired up the barbecue today. Man, the only thing missing was that beautiful pool. Well, don't leave it missing for you. Uh, Alan and his team can build the perfect pool. Get it put in, have it for fall, and then you are going to be rolling when the spring comes around. Yeah, no better place to relax. And with everything going on, you only think travel restrictions are going to be much different next year? I doubt it. So why not get a head start on your neighbor's have that beautiful pool belt in your backyard. Nobody better to do it than the team at TaylorMade Pools. Look, Brian Curry is standing by looking to help you with your home. What is your situation? Are you looking to sell right now? Are you looking to buy? Are you looking to take advantage of the market? All questions that Brian Curry can help give you an answer to. Brian Curry, again, the best in San Diego when it comes to the real estate market, knows the communities all throughout the county. He's the person if you have questions for, and this is a big, big decision, what are you going to do? Brian Curry is the one to help you sell your house, help you find your next house. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. And again, congratulations to Brian and his son Dylan, who's the quarterback at Poway High School. Big win last Friday. So uh, doing a Who'd fantastic job. God dang it. I was hoping you wouldn't answer well, ask me that question because I can't remember. Uh, made I it think up. it was the Chargers. I don't remember who they beat. <laughs> I just thought it was a big win and he played fantastic. Very good. Um, I asked uh, Brian today. If he had any problems with me passing his contact info along to AJ Preller <laughs> and to Jay Stingler, as long as he has some kind of connection and can get him in a manufactured home in the Dallas area, all of us will win in the end. Jace will win, AJ will win, and Padre fans will win. Brian said, Give him my number. Boy, oh boy, talking to friends, Dave, I mentioned it earlier uh, or a couple of weeks ago. Friends that live actually down in Texas, not far from Dallas, jumped into a place, hadn't done enough due diligence, air conditioning out, parts are out. They just had put thousands of dollars into this place, and none of it 
should have happened. They shouldn't have been out the money. But the person who helped them buy it just didn't know the questions to ask. Don't let that happen to you. The guy who knows all the questions that you think of, plus all the ones you would have never thought of, is Brian Curry. And that's the right guy to help you buy your home or sell your home. 20 years in the market, he knows it better than anybody. Dan Williams is the person you want to talk to when it comes to finances. What's going on with your financial security? Right now, everyone wants to get out of debt. Everyone wants to move forward. You get a little bit of the, the fear of missing out when you realize everyone is profiting right now off of this real estate market. Talk to Dan Williams. The first step is you have to get out of debt. Before you can move forward, you have to get out of debt. Dan Williams is the guy to walk you through the process. At the same time, if you're one of these people that's renting, you know that you're just throwing money away. Let's get out of the rental market. Dan Williams is the person you want to talk to. It's easy. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. It's crazy how much different things can impact you the way life changes. And for me, it was having to buy a car and picking up a car payment for the first time in two years and then having a car payment that's double what your previous one was. But the good thing is I remembered all the things that I had learned from Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, and it's taught me the right adjustments I have to make so that I'm no longer in debt. And you can uh, make those kind of things and still have the ability to do fun things like go to a Campo train museum or be a King season ticket holder while still meeting your monthly requirements like car payments and other bills. It's such important information and Dan does it better than anybody. So many fun things coming up over the next couple of months too. some charity stuff that Dan's going to be a part of. We'll give you all that details, but for now, for now, excuse me, work on getting out of debt first and then we'll tell you all the rest later. 858-688-6813. Right now, if you're looking to upgrade your website, you own a business, and you're looking to bring more traffic to it, everyone's looking for more traffic. It doesn't hurt to call. Have him look at your website now and see what he can do to make it a little bit better. It's Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger is easy to get in touch with, easy to talk to. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yeah, having that website is so, so vital and making sure that you're doing the right things because I, I think they've just kind of like we talked about going out tonight and, and being at the mall like I was for a couple of hours. I mean, I get it. It's a Sunday night at six o'clock. There's still people there, but it's not quite the same. So what are they doing with their money, their disposable income? Well, they're probably spending it online. So are they coming to your website to spend the money? If they're not, if you're not seeing a marked difference in your books, and in your bottom line, then you're probably doing it wrong. You need to call Kyle and make sure your website's performing at the level it should be. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going uh, September 19th. We're going to start off with the first one that's no longer with us. One of my favorites, though, as a kid. It's Adam West. Adam West was great. It does make me question, though, how the people at Gotham City <laughs> had no idea that he was Batman with the cadence that he delivered every sentence. It'd be like if Christopher Walken was Batman. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a fucking billionaire, Bruce Wayne. So he's already known around town. The police commissioner <laughs> knew him. That fucking old drunk police chief knew him. And nobody comes out to Wayne Manor and goes, hey, what's up with this little fucking statue here? Don't touch that. Okay, I won't. You sound from Nobody even at one point... And then he runs around with Dick Grayson. Yeah. And nobody goes, hey, is it me? Maybe I'm just a fucking tool. 
But it's a little weird how Bruce Wayne and Grayson run around. And we have Batman and Robin. Fucking Dick Grayson had fucking nine-inch fucking dong because he just ran around. <laughs> he didn't even try to hide. He just put that little fucking eye mask on. Nobody was like, who the fuck? This Robin. My God, he's great. That guy was like zero. He's the first guy zero fucks given. Yeah. Dick Grayson. I'm like, nobody knows it's me. Fucking God. That could have been filmed in San Diego. The only leaders dumber than the local leaders in Gotham City were anybody here. <laughs> hey, by the way, congratulations to Kevin Faulkner, who I think got 0.4%. How great was that? Yeah. Mr. Leader. Um, Adam West, 86. 93. God damn. Yeah, 93. I bet he was a coxman. I think he I took he down Eartha Kitt and Julie. I know you don't watch Family Guy, but he was on Family Guy all the way to the end. Really? Yeah, all the way to the day he died. I'm going to say $8 million. Exactly right. Good for him. Exactly right. How the hell did he pull that out? Like how That's much? insane. That's good. I like that one. Oh, my gosh. All right, Jimmy Fallon. I do like Fallon. Yeah. Say he's 44. 47. I'm going to say he's 60 million. Fucking A, dude. You're exactly right. Two for two? Yeah, two for two. Oh, shit. Jesus, man. That's impressive. All right, you won't get this one. All right, but this is going to combine with her husband. Okay. Trisha Yearwood. Oh, wow. Married to Garth Brooks. Yeah, I know. I got it. I know, but I don't know if the audience knows. Uh, 54. 57. 700 million. $400 $400 million. Wow. Yeah, $400 million. Wow. Okay. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay, here we go. What job could you never imagine doing today? Uh, what job I could never imagine doing today? Yeah, or, what, what's, what job would you never want to have? I've got two of them. Go ahead. Coal I have, miner? I have two awesome. Two, two awesome. Coal miner? Yeah. And that guy who drives that truck with the porta potties. Dude, that's funny. That's one of mine. That's what. That's exactly right. The porta yeah. the porta potty guy. Like, holy cow! I used to tell kids all the time when they played bad after games. Yeah, you keep playing like that, you're gonna be working for Spanky. They go, "Who's Spanky?" I go, "You see that porta potty? What does it say? It says Spanky's porta potties." You ever had a uh, an incident in a porta potty? I have a piston one today. What do you mean, dude? We went to oh Jesus Air Force Academy. Yeah, yeah. for the for the outdoor game, <clears throat> and they had set them up. On like a snowbank. Yeah. So we're just fucking pounding beers, hanging out, having fun. And now you got to go. Yeah. And dude, the snow had started to melt. And this thing was like no teetering. Luckily, I don't, I, I have like one beer and I'm done. So luckily I was fine. But dude, I was watching people and that oh, thing, shit. it looked like you were trying to take a leak on the teeter-totter. And I was like, oh man. It's- so... That's the worst fear, right? That it falls and it falls door first into the into the ground and you can't get out? Dave, oh yeah. I thought somebody was going over for sure. This thing, no stability at all. And so I just started watching to figure out which one was really shaky. Yeah. It looked like it looked like the uh the milk crate challenge. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> But I realized the one all the way to the left yeah. was the most stable. So yeah. Luckily not, but yeah, that would be terrible. All right, my other job I wouldn't want. I would never want to work in a convalescent home. Forget about all, you know, all the oh, death, yeah. but 
the whole place smells like urine. Yeah. God dang, man. Convalescent homes Could you brutal. be a coal miner? No, I would not want to be a coal miner. <laughs> Dude, how depressing is that? Yeah. Right? No, a coal miner would be a nightmare. Yeah, I don't like any of that thing. And like, I, I feel like the older I get, the more claustrophobic yeah. I get. Yeah. I wasn't claustrophobic as a kid. But like you see movies where like, uh, I'll give you Die Hard where he's in the tunnel. That shit freaks me yeah. out now. It's weird. I'm with, I don't do good with MRIs. Forget that shit. I don't like the claustrophobia yeah. either. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, I don't know if you're a dreamer. What's the best dream you ever had? Uh, well, the one I laugh about all the time is I had a dream. I was singing it live eight. And I was with Power Station singing Bang a Gong. <laughs> <clears throat> that's the only one I really, that's the only one I really remember. Because it's just yeah. so stupid. Um, that is hilarious. I don't, I don't really have any others. Like, I, don't, I don't remember a lot either. I, I feel like lately, though, I've been dreaming a lot. Like, I, I'll, I'll wake up and remember for a second. Man, I was dreaming because for years, I never remembered a dream. And yeah. I, I've never hooked up with a girl in a dream, ever. Oh, I had a really funny one. I didn't hook up with her. I had this dream that I was in jail with this girl in Encinitas. I think I've told this. Super popular, super yeah. sweet. But there were like nine of us that had been thrown in a jail. It probably felt like the, the community jail below like uh, Qualcomm Stadium. <laughs> and she was so annoying in this dream that when I saw her at Yogi's, I would say to friends of mine, oh, fuck. Here she is. <laughs> and, they're like, <laughs> and they're like, shut up, you asshole. It was a stupid dream. She's so nice. Do not call her over here. Oh, my God, dude. I don't want to listen to any more That's of her hilarious. shit. I got enough of it that night in jail. I don't want any more now. Like, we oh wish you were in jail. Shut up. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's dude. the only other one I remember. That is so freaking now funny. Now I hate her again tonight. <laughs> all right, which holiday would you erase altogether from your calendar if you had a, if you're given the opportunity? Uh, Valentine's Day. Dude, I'm with you. <clears throat> I think Valentine's Day is ridiculous. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I didn't think you're going to go Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, Valentine's. Well, no, I mean, uh, Thanksgiving's great. Christmas is great. Um, obviously, Memorial Day and Veterans Day are, are great. How about Valentine's Day is, look, I'm still here. That's enough. Why yeah. do I have, why did it put me on the spot? Yeah. You know, I don't need the pressure. I'm still no. here. I don't walk out the door. Yeah, that's it. But, I mean, even when I was married, because they do all the... Special menus that get all jacked up and yeah. stupid shit. Um, so, yeah, not, it didn't even matter then. Yeah, that one can go. All right, here we go. What's your greatest fear while swimming in the ocean? Stingray. That's why you say that. I'm, I'm just like you, man. Stingray. I think most people would say sharks or drowning. I don't want to get stung by a stingray. Yeah, I mean, we you figure out pretty quick in Cardiff because we would get riptides so you figured it out as a kid that, yeah. that the goal was to swim parallel and bring your way in as opposed to just swimming straight in um, and kind of knowing that. And, yeah, it was never sharks or you know, anything like that. But um, stingrays were always it because uh, my brother got it. My brother got a stingray and a couple other buddies of mine. And it's so simple to do because you're just out there, you're goofing around, and, man, you just put your foot down. You're not shuffling, right? Shuffle your feet. Yeah, it freaks me out for my kids, too, because 
they just fly out into the water. And I'm like, oh, God damn. <laughs> My brother said it was miserable. That's what everybody says. Yeah. That, it, that it's absolutely brutal. Yep. All right, here we go. We're two weeks in the NFL season. You have a favorite to win the Super Bowl? Oh, um, no. I don't. I mean, Kansas City yeah. loses tonight. It's amazing how good Tom Brady looks, right? Dude, I tell you what. Yeah. Did he throw five? Did five. He? Gronk was the last pick. And for me in yep. our league and everybody today was like, Oh, that's great. I'm like, yeah, well, I also took James Connor and I took, uh, uh, that fucking tight end from the Eagles and I took the Ravens defense and I took, um, some other dipshit running back. <laughs> that's getting out. I'm like, dude, I just got lucky cause I took Gronk and he's got four touchdowns in two weeks. Yeah, Tampa's really good. Yeah, something else, right? But they, they look better than ever. Look, the Vikes, the Vikes have lost two really, really heartbreaking games. The game last week was incredibly tough for them to lose after coming back and dragging it to overtime and then losing. And then today, man, Kyler Murray's exciting. Dude. He is. Well, it's funny. You play fantasy football like I do, and you and yeah. I are in one league together. But Kyler Murray was like number three on every draft board. It's who they say to take. He's your third guy. Well, Lisa Ann's got him. Yeah. But I don't feel like she moved on him that quick. No. I moved on Mahomes quick. Yeah. You well, moved pretty sense. you moved pretty quick on Lamar, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm which I wish I didn't. But yeah. Yeah. Lamar Thorne and Tyron Matthew tonight. It was weird. I'm in three fantasy football leagues. Ran the table last week, three and zero. This week I'll be 0 and three. I'm probably I could easily be 0 and two and and scoring a ton of points. Um I gotta stop playing guys that have Last week I played her. She had Tyree Kill. Yeah. And now I'm playing Kenyatta, our, our buddy Kenyatta, and he's got Kelsey. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still favored to win, but our game right now is like half a point apart. It's oh, pretty Jesus. cool. It yeah, is. it's fun. It is a lot of fun. All right. We'll be back on Wednesday, correct? Yep. See you here Wednesday. All right. We'll be back on Wednesday, everybody. Thank you.
better go away. Watching video game put a smile on my face. Last stop sign was paralyzed, but I ran it anyway. Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV. What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laughed so hard I.